0: Ning, thank you so much for coming on today and uh, sharing uh, um, uh, your story with us. I'm really looking forward to learning about your background. Um, So let's start with that first. I I know you've sort of, uh, you're a world traveler. You've been to a lot of different places. So walk me through that journey and uh, from beginning, uh, just so we can get to know you a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was originally from China. Um, I am born and raised there, then I got my bachelor degree from United Kingdom, and uh, after, I graduated from, uh, my, uh, after I graduated from the University of Nottingham, I went to Australia to get my internship, and then after the internship, I went to Boston uh, to just have my master's degree, so that's the whole story about my travel history, uh, I've been studying and working in four different countries, and during that time, I bought a lot of used products, uh, that's how I come up with the idea to start the company. And I decided to start my own career after graduation from the school.
0: Okay. So let's back up for a second. In Boston, what college were you uh, with and what what were you studying?
1: Uh, Boston College. I majored in project management.
0: Perfect. Okay. Um, So you sort of understand technology world, obviously, uh, uh, and Boston is a hotbed for startups. Um, So now, you know, let, let's talk about the problem that you sort of faced um, uh, and, and give me sort of a flavor of uh, what the issue was.
1: Yeah, of course. So during my past time, um, like I lived and I studied in a lot, a lot of different places. So I moved a lot and I bought or sold a lot of useful products. And I noticed there are two major pinpoints in this industry. So it's a really big industry, but it's low efficient because the two pinpoints. The first one will be the trust and safety concern. Like, people are having fear to be cheated or injured by strangers. we dealing with the public. And also, especially for girls, they have the concern to invite strangers to their home to pick up the items or to meet someone on the street. So, it's really hard to build credibility between the buyers and the sellers. So, that's a really big pinpoint. And, uh, shamefully, I was also scammed on Craigslist before. So, I, I feel that pinpoint a lot. And the second one will be the uh, moving and transportation solution. So, um, like, right now, there are a lot of affordable user products. On the market, so like uh, most of them are eighty or ninety percent off. However, people are having a hard time to bring the items back to home. Like even if it's one mile away from your home, you ha- you need to have a pickup truck to go there and get the items. It's a lot of cost. It's a lot of uh, efforts. So these two major pain points are the ma- major deal breakers in the user user market as well.
0: Absolutely. so let, let's talk about the products first that we're talking about where uh, you know uh, I know you, we sort of before we hit record you mentioned everything from you know a, a book to f- uh, furniture that you might have in your home so tell me what sort of products you're really targeting and what what, what that market looks like
1: So um, basically we are not limiting any categories. I mean, we're not limiting ourselves to any specific categories, but we do have our own preference. So my my personal favorites will be the furniture and household items, electronics. Mm -hmm. So, and also maybe some fashion products as well. So that's my personal uh, preference. Uh, However, people can post anything on on our site.
0: Got it, perfect. And, And so if we are talking about furniture, um you know right now the biggest markets are you know places like craigslist or you know ebay or things like that mm-hmm. and that you've said you know obviously uh, the two issues that you highlighted one is the you know the uh, the safety concerns and not getting scammed uh, on on the on uh, platforms like that um how are you addressing the the other issue which is actually transporting uh, uh you know furniture and heavier things uh, yeah. from you know from one party to another
1: yeah so first of all we are use, we are leveraging the benefits of the community so the first obvious solution will be try to avoid the problem entirely so if you are looking for some products upstairs or downstairs in the same building, let's say your, your apartment from your neighbors. So if you bought a sofa from them, what do you need to do is just to go upstairs and pick it up and move to your home. That's all you need, all you need to do. So by community, a lot of times people can avoid the transportation problems entirely. So mm-hmm. that's the first solution. And also, secondly, uh, we are also working on a delivery service as well. So it's not live yet, but we're working on it to connect users with local movers to offer affordable delivery so, I mean, there is a sentence in the United States saying, if you have a truck, you're a friend of everyone. Uh, so, <laughs> people are trying to take advantage of others' trucks. Uh, right. So, many of them have the desires, they want to make some money off their trucks. That's why we're offering this opportunity to them. So, uh, this future, I mean, this feature will be live in the future, but not yet. So,
0: yeah, okay. And how are you addressing the payment issue just to avoid scamming? Let's talk through that as well
1: yeah so we integrated the um, escrow payment system, so once the buyer makes a payment, we won't release it to the seller directly. We will temporarily hold the payment until the buyer confirms the receipt of the item. so the buyer will have the time to inspect the items, they will have time to talk to the seller and confirm yeah it's the correct item they want to get so then they can click the release button so in case of any disputes we will we will be i mean a step of it, so we will take part, participate in the investigation process and we will check um both from the buyer's and seller's side and make a judgment. So we will be the middleman.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So I, I think now I sort of understand what uh, the market is, what, what you're going after. Tell me your story. When did you start working on this product um, uh, and, and what that initial period was like?
1: Yeah, so I uh, I got this idea after my graduation from Boston College uh, at the end of 2018. So at that time, I thought, okay, there's got to be a better way to balance a cell user product. And the best way would be in your community. So that's that's the time I draw the all the I mean the draft of the paper and say, okay, this is the product I really want. And then I talked to my uh, CTO. At that time, I found a CTO called Shubham Parikh, uh, who has a 6 years experience. And uh, he also think it's a really good idea. So that's how we they, uh, met with each other and uh, start working together. And uh, after a year, uh, by the the end of, of twenty nineteen, we launched the products.
0: Fantastic, fantastic! So you launched it in twenty nineteen. Uh, obviously, a very interesting times. You know that first uh, going into twenty twenty and uh, uh, getting you know running into COVID. Uh, What was that first year like? Uh, uh, Walk me through the initial period where you were accepting uh, uh, customers onto the platform.
1: Yeah. So as the first time, when we started the company, we thought we are a pure B2C company. So we are entirely like customer to customer. That's how it works. But later on, we realized it's not the case. So the most efficient way to advertise ourselves is by leveraging the internal influence of your community. For example, like, uh, no matter how hard we try, we're always a third party to the apartment residents or to university students, we are always a third party wonder. So we are not convincing enough. However, uh, if we let the tech owner, we let the community owner do the job for us. If the, let's say the leasing office, so there was authority in an apartment. So if we let them to advertise for us, it's more efficient. So that's the, that's the, part, uh, that's the time we realized we have some B2B elements as well. So we, start, uh, we started switching our gear from the pure B2C to kind of B2B uh, sort of direction. So now we are pitching to different communities and trying to leverage their internal influence. That's how we acquire our customers.
0: Fantastic. So uh, give me a couple more examples of that B2B idea. You said leasing office. So we're talking about an apartment complex where uh, tenants can essentially buy and sell from each other. Give me a couple more examples just so we're, we're clear on this.
1: Yeah, sure. So communities can be any type of community with uh, buying or selling demands. So for apartments, the uh, authority will be pretty obvious the lease office. And for the club, will be the club members, or uh, club boards. Uh, most clubs have their boards and also their like, presidents. So they will be the one who will, who will contact us. And also for others like a university, so we are funding some like the students' union, some sort of thing like this, or mm-hmm. the university housing department can be a potential rate. So um, I mean, it totally depends on the types of the communities and the attributes of the community. So that's how we reach out to their decision makers. And uh, as an exchange, we also allow them to take a commission fee from an internal transaction as well. So for example, if you, you're, if you are the lease office, so every time we residents buy and sell or use the products, you can get a cut from it. Let's say, oh, wow. you, okay. you want, let's say you want to charge 10%, 10% then uh, if the resident is selling a laptop for $100, you will get $10 from it. So that's got an it. incentive for them to promote the products for us.
0: Got it, got it, that, that's fantastic. Um, you used the word uh, communities several times in that. Give me, I, I understand the university model because obviously students can buy and sell uh, between each other, I understand the apartment. Give me an example of a community. Uh, that's you know unique Uh, that's unique so unique meaning not an apartment complex or a university Uh,
1: uh, um, do you think club is kind of unique
0: yeah Uh, so what do you mean by a club yeah
1: Yes. For example, like we recently onboarded a club in New Hampshire called FSC Ski Club. So um, oh, they have, the yes, yeah, they have around 200 people. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, every, every year, they will host an event for you for people to buy and sell used ski equipment, uh, especially oh, for okay. for their children. Like uh, their children will grow up every year, so each year they need to update their used the ski equipment. And they are pretty expensive. They are like a thousand more than $1,000 each, and they need right. to get get away of them every year. So every, time, uh, every year they will host that event. However, due to the COVID this year, they have to make it virtual. And uh, because we are the only one with the community concept, so they turn to us, they want to say, hey, we want to um, host the annual, like, by a selling event on your platform. Can you set up a community for us? Right. So this is a typical user case where the community wants to get some benefits, want to leverage the virtual community for their members. And uh, on top of, on the if, apart from that, uh, like I just mentioned, they can also get a cut from it. Um, right. So that's totally up to them. If they want to take 20%, that's fine. 30%, that's also <laughs> fine. As long right. as their, mem- their members can accept it.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. I, now I I understand by uh, clubs and communities. Um, So uh, uh, now, you know, let's go back to the timeline. You know, we're coming into 2020. How did COVID impact you?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say from the uh, operation side, it doesn't affect a lot. I mean, uh, okay. most of the users will talk online, they will post the products online, and then maybe they need to meet each other once, once in a while, to exchange the products. Uh, but generally speaking, it doesn't affect negatively. Uh, so, one thing it impacts us a lot is the marketing side. So, like I mentioned before, we are kind of like a B2B as well. So we need to pitch to the community owners. But a lot of that deals, uh, I mean, they can be done more efficiently if you have an in-person meeting. If you can meet the guy, in person, face-to-face, and then introduce them about our products, so That can be done really quickly. However, uh, due to the COVID restrictions, we need to host a Zoom meeting like this a lot of times, meaning um, some of them are response really slowly, like we had a meeting maybe this month, and they get back to us next month, saying, okay, they'll onboard." on board, and then after another month, they will say, okay, let's do that, let's do, do that. So okay. it's kind of low efficient. Uh, it has a, a little bit negative impact on our like our partnership side, so it I mean, extends the... Uh, a lifelong time okay perfect perfect so now tell bring us up to date what
0: what kind of traction do you have how many users do you have uh, on the platform as of today
1: yeah, sure. So since we launched the products by the end of 2019, so we have been operating for like 30 months, uh, roughly over a year. So we acquired more than 100,000 in downloads, and also acquired more than 55,000 in registered users. And also, it continued to grow with 15% month-over-month month growth rate. So, we also build more than 100 communities, including like the apartments, the Dovan Company or the Hamilton Company. Uh, they are like apartments for MIT, and also uh, including some clubs, like ski clubs yeah, from the New Hampshire. And also some mm-hmm. reputable uh, companies like Waywork. Each Waywork building is a community as well. So we are an right. official partner of Waywork. And it's oh, wow, okay. also like a charity organization, like MSPCA or United Way. They're also trying to get some benefits from their members. Um, so that's how we partner with them. And also we acquired more than $250,000 in transactions in the past year. So Fantastic. that's the transaction so far.
0: Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. I, I understand you had an issue with uh, the pay, payment platform. Let's just touch on that real quick. Um, yep. You sort of stopped accepting payments uh, mid-last year, uh, mid-2020. Um, what was the reason and what's sort of the outlook going forward?
1: Yeah, the first reason will be the fluency of the t- uh, payment gateway. So we, we, are, we were using uh, a payment gateway called BlueSnap before. So uh, the user experience, uh, I mean, the payment experience is okay, but not that fluent, not that perfect. So we mm-hmm. are trying to switch it to a better experience called a strap. And also the second reason will be the fraud issue. So we are trying to reduce the fraudulent activities. We are trying to reduce the risks. That's why we integrate uh, anti-fraud technology called a SIFT. So uh, okay. this two payment gateway integration takes a little bit of time. So um, that's why we're working, still working on it, and temporarily shut down the payment system for now.
0: Got it. Um, when do you expect that payment system to come back? Because that's obviously a major part of generating revenue for the platform. When do you see that coming back online? Um, yeah. How long? Yeah.
1: So I would say it's almost done. So probably within one month or two, it will be back to the online. Um, but okay. I would also say that uh, that's not our only revenue model as well. We have a really diverse business model.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. What, what, what are the different ways you're monetizing the platform?
1: Yeah, so the first one will be straight, uh, pretty straightforward as a commission fee. So we charge 8% from each transaction. And the second way, we have in app purchase. Uh, it's an optional purchase for those sellers who want to promote their products. So, let's say you want to sell something faster, you can pay a small fee like $2 a day or $3 for two days to highlight the items. So, this is really popular in the recent industry. And the third one will be the community creation fee. So, it's always free to join. If you are a member of any community, it's free for you to join. But just in case you want to start your own community, you can pay a one time fee to set it up and also start a charging commission fee from internal transactions. And lastly, we will take advantage. In the future. Uh, because of our unique community concept, we have really processed a uh, database of different users. So we can push the advertisements really efficient to different types of communities in the future.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. So uh, I, I'm really fascinated with this community concept because obviously no one else is really doing it. Um, how, what kind of reception have you gotten from the communities that, have, that you've approached? And then obviously, you know, for example, the ski community that you've signed
1: up. What was the conversation like? Uh, I would say because they are internal community. Uh, so they are like a private community. So we won't mm. be able to, um, I mean, recognize their internal communication. We won't be able to have access right. to that part. Of course. Yeah. But uh, what we noticed from the, what we received the feedback from the owner is um, most of the communities are also using our platform as a. Community network network channel, so they will talk Mm. with each other, chat with each other in our group chat. So for each community, we also have a group chat as well for them to live chat with each other with uh, different members. So what we notice from the member side, so a lot of them are using us as a social networks, and also apart from that, from the uh, marketplace side, um, they all. We also noticed that community users are four to eight times more active than free users. So wow. on average, uh, each of them posts more, uh, more than four times uh, items than the free users. So right. that's a really good sign for us that uh, community members are more active.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, another community that I definitely want to touch on is WeWork. How did you get into WeWork? Uh, obviously, a very big player. And what does uh, your service look like today?
1: Yeah, so for WeWork, uh, actually, our first office is in, we- in WeWork. So that's how we got oh, involved okay. with them. <laughs> we rented their office. Then at that time, we launched our products, and uh, then we talked to the managers at uh, downtown Boston say, hey, we got this uh, really excellent service. And I see a lot of WeWork members are moving in and out. And a lot of them have the demand to sell their office, office equipment, like a desk or a lamp, something like this. Right. So I said, why don't we start up a community for WeWork so your members can buy and sell office equipment every time they move in and out, so it can save a lot of waste. And they, they take a look at the products and they agree with it. So we, we become an official partner of WeWork. Uh, that uh, happens in the early twenty twenty. And then after that, um, I mean, it works pretty well. We have uh, roughly around 40 members right now in that single building. Um, and then apart from that, uh, they also recommend us to their headquarter. Uh, I'm not sure where their headquarter is, but they refer us to them and saying uh, suggest us to become an official partner of the work. So that's how we connect them. Got it. Got it. Uh, are you now an official partner or is that still in the works? Uh they're review. they reviewing the documents, but we are okay. uh, we are currently an official partner of their downtown way work, but not gotcha. the whole brand. So we are uh, trying to onboard with their whole brand, and uh, it will. I mean, it's expected it to be done in the next month. I would say. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. Um. Now let's
0: talk about you know what you want to achieve going forward. Uh, what does the future look like for you? The rest of 2021. Let's start there.
1: Yeah so uh first of all of course we are uh, fundraising we want to raise our first institutional round we were bootstrapping in the past and uh since we got a lot of traction we think it's the right time to fundraising and after raising the first seed round uh, we plan to first expand it to the West Coast. Uh, we're mainly operating in Massachusetts and nearby states like Pennsylvania, uh, Florida right now. So we are also want to, I mean, expanding to the West Coast because we receive a lot of invitation from there actually. So some community owners are right there saying, uh, can you build a community for us on the West Coast? Um, so we see a really big demand and that in that area. And the second thing we're going to do is to form a department called um, the business development or the sales. So that's the part we didn't realize in the past. So we didn't realize we need that department until we start <laughs> teaching to communities. So that's, a new, that's a new stuff for us. Uh, we want to form a department specifically for community relationships. Um, okay. So that will be the plan for this year.
0: Got it. Okay. And then let's talk about sort of the ramp up going forward, uh, um, you know, over the next three to five years, maybe even the exit. What, what's your outlook?
1: Yeah, so um, in the next three years, I'm expecting to, I mean, to form a concept about the users. So there is a better way to buy and sell user products. So um, I want to educate users if you want to buy and sell something, the best way is to get into your community. So why don't you just sell it or buy it from your neighbors? Why don't you just buy or sell from uh, with your community members? So that's the thing we are trying to do is to educate users. Um, and uh, in five years, I would say we want to form a culture so that people in the same community will take care will take care of each other and also resolve uh, each other's needs. So no matter people move to a new apartment, no matter people have a new hobbies. So every time when they are involved in a community, so we have the idea. Okay, there is a platform. Tech Hawk that I can reach out to my community members. So that's uh, a that's point I value a lot. Because uh, at the current stage, for example, I just moved to a new apartment last summer. I have a lot of questions. I want to know what's the best, restaurant, uh, best restaurants nearby, what's the best car wash nearby. For that kind mm-hmm. of information, I can only get from my community mem- members. But currently, right. I have no way to contact them unless I knock their door. But it's not always an option, right? Right. So uh, people need a better way to connect with the community members. So that's our vision in the next five years, is to to build this concept and spread the word. Say, hey, if you belong to any sort of community, TechHawk is the way to go.
0: Right, right, right. No, that's that's such a fantastic idea. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, uh, uh, your team and uh, what uh, the other members look like. Um, we obviously now know you, so introduce us to the other members.
1: Yeah, sure. I just forgot to mention one more thing. Uh, that, uh, yeah. I, I, before I like um, traveled between different countries, I also worked for some big brands as well. Like I worked for Uber in the past as a business developer, and I also oh, okay. worked with Pian uh, Group, it's a big bank, uh, as a marketing agent. So I also had some marketing experience in the past. And then uh, I met Tim Waters in 2018, So at that time, he just sold his last company. Uh, He started a data company and successfully sold it. So he's a really senior guy. Uh, He has more than 30 years' experience in marketing. So we met each other at a conference, and then uh, I told him the idea. And he's really resonated with the idea. That's why he decided to join me uh, to build this company together. So he's also our first employee. Um, he's in charge of all the marketing activities now. And apart from him, we also have uh, a junior level uh, called Karina. So she's recently uh, recent graduated from Rochester University. And um, uh, she's also helping Jim to do the, all the marketing stuff. And uh, we also have uh, Shubhan Parekh, like the CTO I mentioned before. Uh, he has more than six years experience in coding and operation. And then we also have uh, some other interns and associates as well. And we also have one advisor called uh, Peter Welkin. So he's a really senior guy. He has more than 20 years' experience in e commerce. And he also was a former full time employee of TechHawk. But we have to transfer him to a consultant because of the fund limitation. So he's okay. really smart. He graduated from Harvard and uh, experienced. So we want to help him back in the future. Fantastic. Fantastic. So it seems like you're surrounding yourself
0: with a lot of really good, uh, good employees. Um, have you had any discussions with like, partnering with other brands or, you know, joining hands with other uh, apps uh, beyond uh, just uh, TagHawk. Uh,
1: So what do you mean by partnership like that? So, Uh, uh,
0: you know, partnering with, uh, you know, uh, other service providers who may be working in the ecosystem or who may be already working with clubs and organizations that you're sort of going after.
1: Uh okay, so we didn't have any sort of um, partnership is like that. So the okay. mostly partnerships will be our cut, will be our customers, like the different communities. So okay. those are the major customers. Apart from that, I would say not yet.
0: Okay, so tell me about the pipeline of uh, communities that you might have uh, right now. You it sounds like you already have a handful of uh, organizations that that are on the platform. What, yep. does, uh, what does the pipeline look like? How many other, uh, other organizations uh, are you in talks with?
1: Well, actually uh, we're still in discussion with plenty of them. Uh, I would okay. say roughly another hundred in discussion, uh, but communities is a really popular thing in United States. Just in Massachusetts, right. we have thousands of communities, clubs, apartments, universities. We have thousands of them. So I would right. say it's a really, really big opportunity. And we are, because we are the first community-based marketplace, we are trying to build the largest community network in the U.S. as well. So right now, people don't have a way to contact different communities. Uh, they have to figure out their internal communication, like email or text. But with our platform, people will have the leverage to talk, to talk to each other directly and also post and buy and sell user items within the community as well. So I would say it's a big opportunity.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. No, this, this definitely seems like a very interesting uh, project and... Uh, a really interesting uh, uh, app that you're developing. Is there anything else I've left off that you might want to highlight uh, about this uh, about your company?
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, there are a couple of things. Uh, most of them are potentials of the company. So we okay. are a marketplace, but we are seeing much more than that. So first point will be, apart from the traditional communities, there are also some potential opportunities, for example, like an influencer. If you, if you have like a, a million users on YouTube or Instagram, how do you monetize them, right? So, right mm-hmm. now we are giving them an opportunity to start the community on platform. And also, the followers can buy and sell stuff between each other, meanwhile, brings revenues to the owners. So, that's a mm-hmm. way that we can see in the future is the potential for people to buy and sell user products. And also for nonprofit organizations. So, if they want to get some donations, people can post their products in that community and saying, OK, uh, we will give 100% of the revenues to the community owners. So, in this way, people can donate their user the stuff to the nonprofit organization as well. So that's another I mean, applicable channel in the future. And apart from that, we ha- also have different directions. For example, uh, community service. If someone in my apartment pay me $20 to work stock or to mop the floor, I'm rather happy to take it. And I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm not the only one who is willing to take it. So yeah. I would say community service will be a really big channel in the future as well. And lastly, uh, furniture refurbishments. So we want, we want to collect the furniture or some uh, clothing and then refurbish them and resell them. So this is a little bit heavy asset. So we will only consider that as an early stage, uh, sorry, as a later stage. Uh, so, but that's also a potential for us as well. So,
0: Fantastic, so you have a lot of uh, channels that you can go after. Uh, I especially like the idea of ser- providing services to your organization, to, to your community and uh, uh, you know, It could be something as simple as walking a dog. So uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, this, uh, this app that you've developed. And I think uh, the future looks very bright for you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with me today. I really appreciate it, uh, uh, getting to know you.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Hope you like the products. And you can also download it on Apple Store, Google Play Store. Uh, and uh, one thing I'm really proud of it is the design. I'm a big design mm. fan, so I take a really strict uh, I mean, policy on the design part. I would say it's the best design app in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So,
0: no, we'll definitely, I'll definitely download it and take a look and uh, see if there is anyone in my com- uh, you know, communities or, or around me who, who I can connect with and uh, start trading with. So, thank you so much. Yep, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Yep, bye.